Welcome to episode five of Sisters Coffee and Crime. I'm Sandra. And I'm Christina. Today we're talking about Carissa Bardot. Carissa had an argument with her mom and ran away. At least that's a story her mother, Penny, tries to give the police. What really happened on January 27, 2008, left a small town in Bridgewater, Nova Scotia, shocked. Join us while we tell you about Carissa's murder. Twelve-year-old Carissa was born on October 4, 1995, to parents Penny and Paul. Carissa was a beautiful young girl with shoulder-length brown hair and dark features. She was a grade six student at Bridgewater Elementary School. She was living with her mother, Penny, and her mother's boyfriend, Vernon McCumber, in Nova Scotia. On January 27, 2008, Penny reports to police that Clarissa ran away. She tells people that Clarissa and her drove to the Bridgewater Mall, where she was going to pick up some stuff at Sobeys. Clarissa and Penny have an argument over, quote, teenage stuff. She leaves Clarissa in the car, and when she gets back to the car, Clarissa isn't there. Penny also calls her boyfriend Vernon, friends, and teachers to tell them what happened with Clarissa. I think that was red flag number one for me, to call the teachers. Like, if your kid goes missing, one of the phone calls is a teacher. She calls these people before she calls the police? No, she calls the police, and then she calls her boyfriend, which isn't weird. Okay. And then she calls Clarissa's friends, and then she call, and she's calling teachers as well. Yeah. I just thought that was weird. Yeah, to call teachers, that's very weird. That is super weird, because why would they... If she thinks that she ran away, then there's no need to contact the school until she doesn't show up to school, right? I would think... I wouldn't even think that that would be something that you would be thinking about. No, I don't think so either. But I don't know. People do weird things in these situations. In these situations, yeah. Anyhow, her family and friends begin to search for the 12-year-old. Posters are made and put up in local businesses and shops. Everyone is looking for Clarissa. And by the next day, police know that they need to put an alert to the media to get more help in this search. Penny will also make a tearful plea to the public as she asks for Clarissa to come home. Police do comment that there's no evidence that Clarissa was ever at the Sobeys parking lot. Without surveillance videos, they say that they can't confirm Penny's story, which I think is them kind of like throwing shade at Penny. Yeah. For them to say that right away. Do they tell you why they suspect that she was never at the Sobeys with her mom? Well, they just say that because there's no surveillance video, they can't uh, confirm her story. They, They don't say she's outright lying, but I think to even make a public message like that, to put that out there. Yeah. It's weird for me anyways. On February 1st, Penny makes another plea for Clarissa to come home. She says, quote, it's hard not to know where your child is, end quote. Now the investigation is heating up and the RCMP, which is the Royal... The investigation is heating up and the RCMP, which is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, will search the water, but there's no sign of her in the river And they'll use divers and they even search with helicopters to try and find any signs of Clarissa. But they come up empty-handed. I'm sorry, why did they go and look in the water? Just the location of where they live. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's why. 
The searching does come to an end on February 9th when just outside of the town's limits, someone walking by a river will find the remains of Clarissa Bordeaux. Now, by the time they find Clarissa's body, it's actually frozen. Which is horrible. Yeah, that is really horrible. Police know that Clarissa must have known her killer just by the way her body was with no defensive wounds. They think that she knew them. They question two people and they're held for 24 hours, but these people are never named and they're cleared of any wrongdoing in Clarissa's case. Okay. Did they name who these people were? No, they were never named. In the meantime, a funeral is held on February 19th for the 12-year-old. It's in Shelburne, where her father and grandparents are. Now, at one point, Clarissa was living with her father and grandparents in Shelburne. But she decided that she wanted to move in with her mother, and that's why she moved in. And in honor of Clarissa, nine churches in Bridgewater will hold a memorial for her, and she's named Bridgewater's Daughter, which I find so tragic. So right from the beginning, police hear that there's trouble in Clarissa's household. It's known that Clarissa and Vernon had a very troubled relationship. These two just did not get along. There are numerous rumors around town that whatever happened to Clarissa, it was at the hands of someone in that house. Paul will later say to the media, quote, any parent knows their child. And when a child does something way out of character, you know from day one, it's not true, end quote. I know like later on, he was definitely quoted in the media as saying that he suspected Penny right from Jump Street. The... The, her father. Her father her suspected. Her father Paul suspected? Her mother right away. Okay. And did he say why or did he just say that he had like a gut feeling? It was just a gut feeling for him. Yeah. Now police are going to use an undercover tactic to get Penny talking. It's a really common one here in Canada. Uh, it's known as the Mr. Big tactic where they pose as some kind of powerful person or gangster to get the trust of the person that they want talking and they say that they can get all the evidence against them to go away. So they get Penny to tell them what happened. And on June 14th, 2008, police make the announcement that they have charged Penny with first degree murder. And they continue on to say that they believe she did this on her own and they don't expect to charge anyone else in connection with this case. So her boyfriend was never um, suspected, was he cleared of any wrongdoing? Uh, I believe that he was cleared, but they know, like, they're pretty confident that... It was just Penny, It was just mother. Penny, yeah. Okay. The investigators will admit that hearing the details from Penny make them literally ill, and it broke some really hardened, hardened investigators. During their investigation, they find out that Penny was scared that her relationship was going to end, and so she killed Clarissa. That her relationship was going to end with her, with her Vernon, boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, wow. Vernon once said to her that it's either Clarissa or him. And unfortunately, Penny chose to do the unthinkable. Penny admits she took Clarissa to a deserted wooded area, knocked her to the ground, knelt on her chest, and strangled her with a piece of twine. She says that she could feel Clarissa digging her hands into the ground. Penny admits that Clarissa's last words were... This is really tragic, but she said, Mommy, don't. 
Oh, that's awful. Yeah. She ends up throwing the twine into a coffee cup and she threw it away. Penny then takes Clarissa to another location and she stops on a remote road in Herbville. And this next piece of information literally makes me sick to my stomach. But she pulls Penny's pants down to fake a sexual assault before she rolls her body into the river. That's so gross. Yeah, it's it's hard to hear that, first of all, that a parent will kill their child, and then to do any of this stuff is just... Yeah, like, why not just ask her to go live back with her dad? Like, just tell her that she can't afford the life... I don't know, like, make up an excuse and say, like, you need to go live back with your, your dad. Father. Yeah, or I mean, really, I mean, if you have this kind of... Um, I don't know what the word is, like, if you could actually hurt your child in that way then you know be blunt with them and say I don't want you here I know I read that the um that they'll say that she didn't send her to live with her father and she didn't have like a backup plan because she didn't want Clarissa to tell people that she was a bad mother which I know is ridiculous makes no sense so anyhow after Penny kills Clarissa, she gets home and she throws away some of her clothes to make it look like she ran away. She calls the police to report Clarissa missing at this point. But that doesn't make sense because her initial story was I left her in the car at the Sobeys and then when I got back in the car she was gone. Right. So is she trying was she trying to sell to the police that she was gone, so she must have gone home, packed some clothes, and left? Yeah, that's the story. Wow. Police don't know for sure if Vernon knew before or after the murder or helped in any way. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. But there isn't any evidence to say that he did. Although the prosecutor was quoted as saying, quote, We suspected very strongly that he must have had an idea but there is no evidence to suggest that he either had concrete evidence or assisted in anything, end quote. Now, until today, Vernon maintains his innocence, and he actually ends up having to move away because of the town rumors, and he wasn't able to get work. He did a lot of interviews after the trial mm-hmm. to sort of try to help clear his name, but it didn't help It him. didn't help. Okay. No, I mean, Bridgewater is a pretty small town. town. Yeah. Did he ever come out and say that he knew about it after? Or does he claim that he didn't know anything before or after? He just he, found out with everyone else during... He basically says he didn't know about it. Like, when she got arrested, it was a big was surprise a to him. Okay. Now, this fact, the facts of this case were very difficult to go through. And when the trial was happening, friends and family had a difficult time hearing the details. Penny would cry in the courtroom as she pleads to murder and squeaks out a very quiet, I'm sorry. Now, Paul will say, this is a quote, I can't call it anything other than a senseless act, end quote. Now, remember, Clarissa was living with him before she moved in with her mother. And Paul had this to say, had I known that this was going to happen, I would never have let her go back. But what parent is going to say, no, you can't go back and see your mother? End quote. Which is true. I mean, as far as co-parenting goes, I know that's difficult, but... 
sometimes you do things for your kid even if you don't want to. Right. Now, at Penny's sentencing, Justice Margaret Stewart told Penny, You can never call yourself mother. The words, mummy don't, are there to haunt you for the rest of your life. End quote. I get it, and at the same time, it's like, if she killed her kid, I really don't think that she cares what anyone says about her. That's just a... Well, yeah, but now she has to live with the fact that she did this, and she still didn't get what she wanted, right? Because now she's behind bars, she's not with her boyfriend anymore, (laughs) right? Um, you know, all this kind of stuff, and, you know, so she does have to live with that. I get what you're saying, but this is the worst case scenario for her for her yeah even though really she's a garbage person nobody cares that she's walked away but it's still yeah it's still uh she still didn't get what she wanted well penny was sentenced to life in prison with no parole for 20 years but she can apply for early parole after 15 years and this this goes under um the faint hope clause okay well i don't know The faint hope clause is a provision within the criminal code that allows prisoners that have been sentenced to life imprisonment with a parole eligibility, a period of greater than 15 years to apply for early parole once they've served their 15 years. Okay. So she has to be in jail for 15 years. Right. So you have to be um, serving a sentence longer than 15 years and you have to complete the 15 years to be able to apply for it. Does that make sense? Yes. But um, offenders who committed their offenses after December 2nd, 2011 are no longer um, eligible to apply for this. So it actually ended. So we know that Penny is still in jail because she's only served 10 years. But that's it. That's all of our information on the murder of Clarissa Bordeaux. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please press subscribe. And remember to follow us on Instagram. The handle is at sisters.coffee.and.crime. And on Twitter at sisters underscore crime. So from Sandra and Christina. Talk soon.